Hi, my name is David, and I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from an addiction to heroin. (laughs) With parents divorcing when I was six years old, my earliest memories are of fighting, arguing, drugs, alcohol, and the absence of family unity. My dad had custody of my brother and I, who lived with my grandparents after the divorce. At a very young age, I learned to do things without asking for help, and I didn't have any real guidance in life. I remember occasionally going to church with my grandparents and sometimes my dad, but I really didn't understand why or who Jesus was. I quickly became the golden child who seemed to do what was asked of me, when in reality I was learning how to fly under the radar and become self-sufficient, thinking I was in control, so why would I need Jesus? Fast forward to high school where I played sports and I found my identity and fitting in with a popular party crowd. My sophomore year, I broke my collarbone while playing football and was prescribed pain pills with unlimited refills. It was like a free party favor. Mixing pain pills with alcohol led to a car crash within that same year where I broke my other collarbone. This incident incident started a vicious cycle that led to a very long, progressive addiction to opiates. After a few years after high school, I ran into Lauren, a girl I had known through mutual friends. She was different. So I put on my best PR campaign of my life while simultaneously hiding my sins. It worked. And six and a half years later, we were married. During that time of dating, two major things happened that forever changed the trajectory of my life. One, my father passed away unexpectedly in December of 2006 due to his struggle to methamphetamine. Two, Lauren started attending Watermark Church, so I followed suit. I I learned a little more about Jesus, knowing who he was, but thought I could have my cake and eat it too. Playing the role of a godly husband while still remaining dependent on my drug, I believed I was too far gone to be redeemed, so the best I could do was control my image while my sin spiraled out of control. After we got married, we joined a community group for newly married couples. Things were going great because I had everything under control, or so I thought. A few months after we welcomed our second daughter, we had made the decision to get baptized here at Watermark. But I felt I couldn't take that step without revealing my sins. So on April 20th of 2013, Lauren came home from work and I had all my pills laid out, I confessed. But that was only step one, admit. We reached out to our community, I went to detox, and then a treatment center for 60 days. This would be great if I could end the story right here, saying that I found Jesus, I sobered up, and we lived a happily ever life. But that, was not, but that was just the tip of the iceberg as I was full of fear of how I was going to function as I had now been using for 12 years. Once I left recovery, I began attending regeneration, not because I wanted help, but because I needed help drawing attention away from myself. You see, I left recovery sicker than when I went in as I had now learned about heroin and almost began immediately daily using But in my self-sufficiency, I still showed up for work, my wife, my kids, church, and even started serving up here with the facilities team. Now I only have seven minutes to share my testimony, so let me give you just a quick snippet of what the next four years look like. 
Four years living in the hell of a heroin addiction. I was in and out of jails. I was in and out of jobs. I was in and out of our home. I would disappear for days and weeks at a time. I wrecked cars. I drained our bank accounts. I put my children's harm in harm's way. I ruined relationships with those who cared most about me. I stole from my family, my friends, and even strangers. I stole tools from Home Depot. I stole my bride's wedding rings. I stole from our next door neighbors who were both police officers. I even stole $20,000 worth of equipment from this very church. In my chaos, I still showed up for Regen, telling people that I was sober and doing good. My wife and others saw right through it. I thought because she was a godly woman that she would never leave me, that she needed me to provide. But in November of 2016, I was once again physically removed by the men of this very church. And my wife was given no choice but to file for divorce for physical and financial protection. You would think I would have hit bottom, but I kept going. It was a weight lifted off of me that I didn't have to pretend anymore, and I could do what I wanted. I lived that way for another five months. Most people would think that all that time I spent at church was a waste as I was not heeding God's word and not listening to the counsel of others. I was numbing myself strictly out of fear and shame, and I thought there was no way God could love me now. But, I, but as little as faith, my faith was, a seed was planted. In April of 2017, while I was walking the streets of downtown Dallas, looking for something to steal, something I could pawn, something of value, so I could find my value in a needle. God reminded me of his love and grace for me with a piece of paper that hit and stuck to my leg. That paper literally said, God loves you. You see, the, you, you see, even though I was searching the streets, I was crying out, praying, God, help me. God, I can't do this on my own. In that moment, it's like the scales fell off my eyes. Two days later, on April 20th, 2017, I walked into an inpatient discipleship recovery program. That is four years to the day that I confessed. That's God's perfect timing and his love of the details. I stayed there until January of 2018. When I came back to our home, my wife never finalized the divorce. She waited on God and she waited on me. That next Sunday, I walked into this church and the men that I haven't seen in over a year welcomed me home. That Monday, I walked into Regen with a renewed commitment to finish this race that I had started years before. In Regen, I I learned that I have deep-rooted issues and my drug was just a symptom of my brokenness. I learned that my struggle, that I learned that we all struggle with sin regardless of the symptoms and how they surface. I learned that I continually need the community and the accountability of other men to surround me in this journey. Through Regen, I now experienced, now have experienced more freedom as I have wholeheartedly worked through these steps. Now I'm leading a group of men through Regen. By leading these men to Christ when their lives are hurting or broken reminds me that I am no less prone to sin. But witnessing the life change in these men through the power of the gospel has strengthened my faith. 
it is a sweet reminder that I need Jesus just as much as a newcomer. I told you earlier that God is in the details. So what's even more incredible about his story in my life is that this very church from which I stole, this very church from which I carry felony charges, this church hired me to be on their staff. I now carry in my pocket the keys to this entire building. That's God's redeeming grace in my life. Oh Lord, oh Lord, my God, I cried to you for help. You restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, oh Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. Psalm 32, three. I leave you with this encouragement that you are not alone. God is with you. You are never too far gone and God loves you. God shows us his love, heart, and character in Ezekiel 36, 25, 26, where he says, then I will sprinkle, sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart and I will give you a new spirit in you. My name is David. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from addiction to heroin. <laughs>